You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 98. Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. And thank you so much for joining me today. So a friend of mine asked me today, and she knows that I do weight loss coaching. So she was asking for recommendations on what to say when she's noticed that someone's lost a considerable amount of weight. Like what are things that people want to hear? And I immediately thought of the hilarious post that I saw earlier on Facebook. So clearly this was the topic that I was meant to talk about today. So it's a picture of a man in a trench coat coming up to a woman at a desk. And it kind of looks like a doctor's office. And the man says, will you validate my parking? To which the woman responds, You did a great job, evenly spaced at nearly a perfect right angle. (laughs) So that's on the lighter side of things. And then a few minutes later, I came upon a post that read the following. When I lost over 100 pounds, everyone suddenly loved me. Everyone thought I was gorgeous. Everyone thought I was powerful. I can assure you, being congratulated for weight loss just feels like your greatest fear confirmed. You have to be thin to be valuable to the world. It sucks. So as you hear this, what thoughts come to mind for you? And actually related to this, I had my own experience back when I was... 18 or 19 years old, I had broken up with my boyfriend and I had lost five pounds in just one week. So this was my first serious boyfriend. So I wasn't eating. I was having a really hard time falling asleep. So I would go out dancing every night for like two hours and then get up and go to work all day and then repeat the whole thing all over again. And at the end of that week, I remember meeting up with my mom for dinner. And for those of you who've been listening to this podcast, you know how much being thin mattered to my mom. And she looked at me and she's like, oh, you look good. Did you lose weight? And I remember in that moment thinking, can you not see how much I am suffering right now? So before I share with you what I think And what I recommend, I want to share one more post with you that I saw on Instagram. And the reason I'm bringing up all this stuff on social media is because this is where so many people, especially younger people, are getting their information. So the post is from the Shira Rose, S-H-I-R-A-R-O-S-E. And it's titled, Reasons to Stop complimenting weight loss. One, you're perpetuating the myth that 
thinness is superior. Number two, you could be complimenting someone's eating disorder. Number three, you could be praising weight loss from illness or grief. Number four, it reduces our whole amazing, interesting selves to the size of our bodies. And number five, you want so much more for our future generation than a lifetime of dieting and negative body image. So based on everything I just said, I think I'm going to surprise you (laughs) with my answer. But before I get into it, one other thing is that this particular topic is part of a series. So leading up to the holidays, I have been covering different topics that tend to come up with more intensity during the holidays. So some of the other topics we've covered so far are dealing with energy vampires. There's also late night snacking and other urges and then feeling overwhelmed. So today's topic is focused on compliments or let's say negative comments about your weight. So whether it's, oh, you've lost weight, you look great, or "Hmm, looks like you've put on a few pounds, you need to lose weight. It's important to remember that communication always has two parts. So there's the person speaking, right, making the comments, and then there there's the person who's receiving. So if you're the person who's actually making the comment, then all those things I just talked about are things to keep in mind. But ultimately, what matters most is your intent. So you can't control how someone else is going to interpret what you say. At the same time, if you make the observation that someone has gained weight, pointing that out and telling them that they need to lose weight is not going to be helpful. If the person has gained weight, they know it. They don't need to be told. So if you have any doubt, I would fall back on a quote from Bernard Meltzer. Before you speak, ask yourself if what you are going to say is true, is kind, is necessary, is helpful. If the answer is no, maybe what you are about to say should be left unsaid. So any comment about someone needing to lose weight, especially in the context of seeing someone over the holidays, doesn't meet any of those criteria. Okay, so one last thing. Do not ask someone if they're pregnant or when they're due, unless you know for certain that they are pregnant. Because if they aren't, that is not only an awkward conversation. I guarantee you it doesn't make the person who's hearing that question feel good. And frankly, it's actually none of your business. If they want you to know if they are pregnant, they'll tell you. All right. Now, when it comes to 
complimenting someone on their weight loss. If you're in doubt, I would say, ask questions instead. So you could start with things like, how are you? What have you been up to? Is that a new outfit? So when you ask questions based on their responses, let the answers guide you in how to respond, how to take it from there. Okay. Now, if you happen to be on the receiving end of these comments, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. Okay. First, just because someone else doesn't know how to be kind and compassionate and thoughtful doesn't mean that we don't want to be. So I want our responses, our measured responses, to be with grace and gratitude. So if someone makes a comment about weight gain, you can say, thank you for your concern. So, and then change the topic. That's all you have to do. How are your kids? What have you been up to? Just change the subject. This is not a conversation that you need to have with someone who doesn't really understand that it's not an appropriate thing to say. But if you really want to get into it, make sure you ask yourself why this person brought it up to begin with. And don't make it about you. Because guess what? This isn't about you. This is about them. You got to figure out why they felt the need to say it. And if you think you know the answer, you may want to even ask why again. Because more often than not, there's a comparison game going on. And we know that comparison is the thief of joy. And you don't have to buy into that comparison game. Okay? And again, if you choose to say anything besides thank you, you got to ask yourself, is what you're going to say true, kind, necessary, and helpful? In this case, we're going for all four. Okay? Now let's talk about receiving compliments. So this is all about the relationship you have with yourself and what you make that compliment mean about you. And the reason I brought up that validation post about parking is because at the end of the day, what I would like is for comments, either positive or negative, to not actually sway you. And when we talk about coming from a place of self-love, this means when you hear compliments about weight loss, I want you to celebrate that you've been working hard. You can say thank you. And you can join in the celebration that you've worked hard and you've gotten results. So that post from the woman who said that she had lost a hundred pounds 
and all the compliments and congratulations she had received merely confirmed her greatest fear that you have to be thin to be valuable to the world. That's a horrible thing to believe, and it's simply not true. Seriously, think about all the people who we value. There's tons of evidence that shows that that's really not true. And if you're thinking that I'll be happy when I finally lose the weight, she would be a perfect example of someone who has lost the weight and is still not happy. So we need to do that inner work of taking care of that relationship we have with ourselves. And when we come from that place, when our why for weight loss comes from a place of self-love, then we can receive those compliments and say thank you and really, really mean it. So again, this is ultimately about the relationship you have with yourself where you don't need validation from others, where you could frankly give a flying fig about what someone else actually thinks. So how do we do that? Well, first and foremost, you need to figure out who you want to be, the kind of person you want to be. In other words, what's important to you? What do you value? What do you stand for? So if you're listening to this podcast, then you know I care about being happy and healthy. Right? That's the name of this podcast. So if your desire, if what you really want is to lose weight and you are overweight, okay, it is a physical manifestation of one of two things. And it could be both. The first is that you've been employing the wrong strategy, which means that you could execute the plan perfectly and still not get the result. And actually with the wrong strategy, if you got the result, it would be in spite of and not because of the strategy and the system that you have in place. The second, you're missing some tools. So it'd be like if you're trying to build a house and all you have is a hammer and not a screwdriver. Okay, so if you want more on this, I cover it in much more detail in my new training course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. It's a free course. Just go to the website moxie-club.com and you'll see it right there. All right, but the wrong strategy, when I say that, I am referring to that idea that you want to lose weight first by going on a diet and then shift your focus to maintaining. So if you're approaching weight loss as if it were a project, instead of creating habits that stick as your project, then chances are the why that you have as to 
your reasons for wanting to lose weight may very well be coming from a place of self-loathing instead of self-love. Now, if that's really not the case for you, then the other possibility is that you're missing tools, including the skill of identifying thoughts or beliefs or lessons that you learned when you were growing up, like cleaning your plate, as in eating everything on your plate so you're not wasting food, even if you're already stuffed, right? So this is relying on external cues instead of listening to your body. Or maybe you're using food in order to comfort yourself or to numb or distract, right? Versus learning how to process your emotions. So this is all about really identifying thoughts that don't serve you and then learning how to reframe them. So when you receive a compliment or a criticism about your weight, or really anything else for that matter. Knowing who you are, what your values are, what are what's important to you and what you stand for is the first step. This is about defining what success means to you, what it looks like for you, being authentic and true to you, okay? And then it's about how you talk to yourself. Again, going back to that relationship you have with yourself. So do you speak with a voice that is kind, that is compassionate, that's helpful, that's accurate? So many beliefs that we have have gone unchallenged. These are thoughts and interpretations or conclusions, if you will, that we reached as little, little kids before we had the real cognitive skills to evaluate something as true or not. And then we operate from that place as if it were true. So negative self-talk will be demotivating. It'll be demoralizing. It's like what that woman was saying to herself about you're only valuable when you're thin, when that's not true. Tell me Oprah Winfrey isn't valuable, even though she's not thin, right? So, of course, we're going to care about the opinions of certain people in our lives. But what I want for you is to be able to discern, to distinguish between those people whose opinions matter and those that don't. And the person whose opinion matters most is yours. Your opinion about yourself is the one that matters the most. Some might actually say it's the only opinion that matters. All right. I'm not going to go that far. But truly, that relationship you have with yourself, that's ultimately what allows you to not give a flying fig about what someone else thinks including whether or not you parked your car centered in the space and at nearly a perfect right angle. (laughs) 
All right. So, if you found this episode helpful, please please share it with someone. And if you get a chance, write a review as well because that really does affect the algorithm and helps people find this podcast. And if you are ready to lose weight for the last time and you want to get started, I encourage you to go to moxie-club.com and take my new free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. All right, so I'm going to wrap things up with a quote by Steve Maraboli. The only permission, the only validation, and the only opinion that matters in our quest for greatness is our own. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. Thank you.